The Linda Steele Show continues on News Talk 980 CKNW, now in HD. Discover the difference at cknw.com. You know, people with disabilities in this province have a beef with the provincial government right now. They are not happy about changes. They're going to see their monthly disability checks go up slightly, but then we'll force them to now purchase a monthly bus pass that used to be covered by the province. And yesterday, we talked to a new Westminster woman named Pat White, who's forced to rely on monthly disability checks, and she is not happy about these changes. This is something that we've had for years, and you want to come in the middle and say, oh, by the way, we want to take this away. Here's your $77 increase, but you got to pay $52 for the bus pass, 45 annually. It doesn't really leave much room. So Pat is frustrated. The minister responsible for social development, though, Michelle Stilwell, has agreed to join me on the line and talk about this, and I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for doing this. No, thank you so much, Linda, because really there is so much um, confusion and I think a lot of fear and anxiety for many of the people around our province with disability. And I just want to make sure we can clear it up for them so that they understand that, that no one by no means is being denied access or losing their transportation. And it's been so disappointing for me that the, the communication has gone that way. Okay, so where is the confusion? Well, I think certainly the confusion is, is uh, first and foremost, I think everybody understands that the government is making a $170 million investment to ensure that we are raising the rates for individuals. The change that we're making is also creating equity uh, across the system because there were 45,000 people in this province who weren't receiving transportation subsidies for all these many years. And so now everyone has the opportunity to have transportation. It's just how we deliver it. So now... Prior to this change, the uh, ministry charged a $45 annual fee, an administration fee, and people would receive their bus pass by applying for the bus pass in September. They'd pay the fee, and in in January, they would receive their their monthly bus pass for the year. Um, Now, what we've done is we've put the money into the hands of individuals to pay for those bus passes themselves on top of giving them the increase to their rates. And really what the benefit is for many people is those individuals who live in communities where a bus pass is less than $52. So for individuals in communities like Agassiz or um, Boundary or Quinnell or uh, some smaller communities where bus pass is $35 or less, those individuals will now see the opportunity to have a $42 increase in their rates because the bus pass costs them less. And for those individuals in the Lower Mainland and Victoria, where bus pass actually costs, well, in Vancouver, can be up to $170 a month, those individuals are seeing the benefit of having the subsidy and not having to pay a full amount for a bus pass. And that's a huge savings for those individuals. Okay, but for people like Pat White, basically, uh, she says she's going to end up getting just a couple of bucks more a month. Uh, She says after a nine-year rate freeze and some of the lowest disability benefits in the country, clawing back the bus pass in her eyes is mean-spirited, out of touch. She says people are outraged and thinks the province missed the boat. It's not that much money. Well, I I agree that um, I know that many people were hoping for a bigger increase. I know that $25 perhaps doesn't seem like a lot per month for individuals who are are struggling, and I certainly acknowledge that there are struggles for people with disabilities or those on income assistance, and and that's why we ensure 
through our ministry that it's not just about the rates, it's the other um, supports and services that we wrap around individuals, whether that be the free MSP or farmer care so that their prescriptions are covered, medical equipment and supplies, free dental, free optical, there's child care subsidies. We just announced in the budget as well that, you know, there's now a $1,000 home renovation tax credit for people with disabilities. We've made significant changes over the number of years to help support people with disabilities. For instance, now uh, individuals can receive gifting and cash uh, amounts with no effect on their assistance check. We've increased the asset limits from 5000 to 100000 But uh, after a nine-year rate freeze and the disabled community was asking for the benefits to be raised to at least 1200 a month, it's almost 1600 in Alberta. Why is it so different? Well, I can certainly speak to the Alberta um, confusion because there's often that often gets raised. Um, but most importantly, you know, this is a $170 million investment in the in the increase in the rates and a, a $1,200 dollar uh, amount would cost the government an extra about over $200 million um, a year. So that, that's a lot of money to find on well, a continuous basis. Well, that's true, and I appreciate Linda, that. But we just... honestly don't want to be in a situation where one day we find ourselves in a financial situation where we can't afford to pay those amounts anymore. Okay, but just yesterday, sorry, I want to stop you. Just yesterday, we heard from the Premier saying the economy was great in B.C., that she welcomed some homeless men from Saskatchewan, that we take care of people, uh, we can take care of people from other provinces, but somehow not our own. I just want you to listen to what she said. We aren't going to reject people coming to our province because they need help. Because the thing is, here in B.C., where we've created 50,000 jobs in the last year, where we're growing double the national rate, you know, we can. We can help. And I think we should. So if the economy is so great in B.C. and we can help people from other provinces, why can't we help our own people here, our disabled community? Well, we, we are helping, and, and this increase to the rates is helping. It's also the $3.2 billion we've put into health care over the next three years, or the $217 million is that's going into the Ministry of Children and Families to ensure that those with special needs are getting assistance, that child care centers are getting funding, that there's a, a subsidies for, for child care specifically to help low-income families. But I just want to go back to the Alberta um, comparison that you brought up because I think that's really important that we acknowledge that while Alberta has higher disability rates, we actually in British Columbia support more clients per capita, so almost double the amount of individuals are provided with PWD here than they are in Alberta. And that's partly because in British Columbia, our eligibility criteria is much, much more broad than Alberta's. Because in Alberta's disability programs, you require a permanent and enduring disability, where in BC, we stipulate that a severe mental or physical impairment with the duration of two years. So it's, I want to say it's easier for people to uh, receive disability payments here than it is in Alberta. In Alberta, it's much, much harder to get your condition um, met to meet the needs of the, the, the conditions for the ACE program. Okay, can I get you to hang on for a minute? Are you able to give us a few more minutes of your time? Sure. Okay, when we come back, I want to ask you some questions about the petition you got yesterday. Sure. We'll be right back. KNW's Linda Steele Show now in HD, which means you can listen without static in downtown Vancouver. 
If you're just joining us, I'm talking to the Minister Responsible for Social Development, Michelle Stilwell, about some unhappiness with the disabled community in changes to disability monthly checks that are forcing them, some of them, to have to actually now pay for uh, transportation costs. A lot of people unhappy about that. And Minister, thank you for joining us. I know you received a petition yesterday that had over 15,000 names on it. People who say they want uh, everyone to get a $77 monthly increase, but they want the transportation issues dealt with separately. What do you say to those people? Well, what I say currently is that there were 45,000 people in this province who weren't receiving transportation subsidies. And what I really want to ensure is that people understand that the bus pass has not been taken away. It is provided to them. The difference is the, the province paid directly on their behalf. Now, individuals have choice. They have that opportunity to have um, the money in their pocket. Maybe there are times where they don't use the bus as often, and there are months when they won't require a bus pass when they, they live in a smaller community, like I had mentioned earlier, where they can have that opportunity to not have a bus pass because it's perhaps summer or it's a month they don't go to school, it's a time when they're not working, so that they can take the extra money and put in their pockets so that they are continuing to build their independence because I can certainly say that that is my goal to ensure that we are not only wrapping supports around people but offering them the opportunity to gain their independence, to reach their full potential and manage independently. But for many disabled British Columbians, because they're now having to pay for transportation, they're going to end up with a few extra bucks in their pocket, enough for a couple of Starbucks or maybe a large pizza. They're saying they're really going to be forced to choose between food or transit. Well, Linda, certainly those individuals still have transit, and now they have extra money in their pocket for the food. And in the future, I would hope that we will be in a a strong fiscal situation, and as we mentioned earlier, you played the clip of the Premier, um, that we are the strongest economy right now in British Columbia, in Canada, and we are continue to, continuing to do that strong work, so that hard work, so that we can make these investments, so that we can ensure that individuals are cared for. Any consideration at all for reversing this decision? At this point in time, I, again, it's really about creating that, that fairness in the system. We have to ensure that everybody acknowledges that the bus pass is available to them. Nothing has been taken away. They still have it, and they will access it the same way they did before if that's what they choose. And then they will see a $25 rate increase on their checks every single month, and that is something that will help them, not hinder them. And 900 and some bucks a month is enough to live on in B.C.? Well, 983 is the amount that we will now be at uh, come September 1st, and it is the fourth highest rate in all of Canada for persons with disabilities. So your message to disabled British Columbians? My message is that we will continue to try and find ways to, to uh, ensure we are helping in the best way we possibly can. We always have to manage uh, all the funds, ensure that there is money for health care, for children and families, for uh, housing needs. Those are all supports that we balance around. And, and as much as we continue to do the hard work here in government, there will uh, be opportunities in the future, I hope, that we can see more of an increase to the rate. So the transit passes will not be restored? The transit passes are there. They have never been taken away. Be very clear that they have been available and they have never been removed. They are available. Everybody has access to their bus pass as they had before. And uh, the uh, ask for wanting benefits raised to 1200 a month, we're not going to see that uh, in this budget cycle? 
Well, certainly this budget has now come forward, and it is something that we will continue to work on in the future and is something I will continue to advocate for. I have um, been in this position for one year now, and I've been able to do a number of things that are for the benefit of people with disabilities, and I'm proud of those changes that I've been able to announce, and I will continue to advocate for all people with disabilities, no matter what their level of ability is. And are you surprised and maybe disappointed by this backlash? You know, I, I'm, I'm disappointed in the, the um, way the misinformation has been touted by the opposition and how the, um, the understanding of it is not being sent out clear in an informative way that is creating the fear and anxiety because that is certainly not my intent for anyone, no matter if they have a disability or they're able-bodied. I want to ensure that people understand they do have access to their bus, they can still get to their doctors, their school, their, their Special Olympics, their, their work, their jobs, whatever it is that they take part in. If they had the bus pass before, they still have it. If they didn't have access to transportation subsidies, now they have it. And I can guarantee you those 45,000 people who didn't now are happy that the system is fair. Minister responsible for social development, Michelle Stilwell, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Linda. Now, the minister got in touch with us after our conversation with CKNW listener Pat White, who struggles to get by on disability assistance. What does Pat think of what the minister just said? She joins me next. This is the Linda Steele Show on News Talk 980 CKNW, now in HD. Details at cknw.com. Welcome back. You just heard the Minister of Social Development defend the province's decision to increase monthly disability checks by 77 bucks. At the same time, stop funding a monthly bus pass for disabled British Columbians. Pat White lives on a monthly disability check. She joins me now on the line. What did you think of what you heard, Pat? Oh, boy. it's uh it's definitely a lot to kind of take in um i really feel she still doesn't get it um you know she talked a lot about how uh you know trying to be fair and how we've always had the bus pass yes she is correct on that um but we still have to pick and choose you know each month whether we want the bus pass or we want groceries because you know, the $45 a month bus pass that we pay a year, that was open to everybody, and we apply for that if we wanted it. Now, you know, she's saying $52 a month that we have to decide, you know, uh, if we want a bus pass. Each month. <laughs> I'm sorry, that doesn't really kind of fly <laughs> with me, but it, I understand, you know, it comes out of taxpayers' money, and you know, I get that, but it, we're not asking for much. We're just, all we're asking is for something that we use to be given back, to not be taken. I mean, she's saying that it hasn't been taken away from us. That's true, but not everybody can afford $52 a month. Yeah, she says uh, she agrees, 25 bucks a month, not a lot of extra money. I would love to see her in this situation. Yeah. All right, I, Pat, I you started that. this conversation. It was because of your interview with me that we got the ministers. So, hey, we got people talking. Yep. Good, good for you. Thanks so much, Pat. You bet. All right. And good luck to you. That is Pat White. And I uh, would love to hear what you think. Linda at CKNW.com. Linda with a Y. Call my listener line 604-331-2777. You can tweet me at Steel Talks 980. The news is up next. Yeah.